What does it mean to charge your worth and how do you do it with confidence? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. I'm so glad to have you with me today. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset expert working with small business owners, and you can learn more about me over at heathergrayconsulting.com. And today we are diving into the pricing conversation. And nothing makes a small business owner or service provider start to shake a little than talking about charging for their service services, or products. There's so much analysis paralysis that goes into this. We see people undercharging in this veiled attempt to avoid the pricing debate. We see people overcharging because they believe this puffed up version that charging your worth means, you know, multiplying your rates by thousands. And then there's the people who simply have no idea where they land or how to find themselves and how to find the balance. That's where today's listening finds herself. So let's read that question and I'll find you on the other side. Heather, like you, I'm a recovering therapist. Pretty soon I'm going to start to think that my entire listening audience is just recovering therapists like me. I'm so glad you wrote into the show. Thank you so much. I now use my skills to offer management training to corporate women. Recently, when negotiating a contract to work with a group of women charged with creating a new department for a company, I was called out by the company. The woman looked at me and said, stop that. Stop underselling yourself. Your price is so much lower than my proposed budget for this. You should be adding at least another $1,000 to that number. Heather, I was mortified. I was there to teach women confident communication and essentially got schooled by the person in charge of hiring me. I really want this job and I know I can do it. I did raise my rate and we did sign a contract, but Heather, I just struggle so much with this transformational pricing versus dollar for hour thinking. I can't seem to wrap my head around it. Obviously, the money is nice, but how do I go into the next office and pitch this number when I still think it's rather obnoxious and not really what I deserve? I hear charge your worth all the time, but that's just an easy and cheap phrase. How do I apply it and implement it into my thinking going forward? Okay, so yes, I I think that the pricing conversation has created a lot of confusion for a lot of business owners. I see this confusion way more in the online business space than I do in the brick and mortar, more um, service-based industry or product-based industries where people are going to physical locations to meet with someone or buy a product. The reason for this is I think that online, we, many of us, like myself included, are building personal brands. We are using our experience, we're packaging it into an offer, and we're selling it. And the main selling point is us. And I think that that even though I would argue that that's true, 
I don't think the main selling point is us. I think it's what you alluded to, the transformation that we're able to offer people. We are the vehicles that people are going to obtain transformations. It doesn't feel that way. When it's us running, the like myself, running the podcast, it's us showing up on Instagram stories or putting thoughtful posts on Facebook or showing up on someone else's show and having a thoughtful con- con- you know, conversation on someone else's podcast. When it feels feels like it's so much about us, it can feel so personal. So then we don't want to be judged and we don't want to be questioned or we don't want to be seen as greedy. And we create all of this emotional story attached to price. The first thing I would do is everything is Googleable. <laughs> everything, as Marie Forleo likes to tell us, is outable. So before we go mindset, let's just get pragmatic and do a Google search for the skill set that you're offering and see what the standard going industry rate is. Because if you were coming into a company, like with the charge of helping a group of women form a new department, whatever work you do with them for that that hour, for those two hours, for the length of the contract, they are going to be using for years afterward. That is what they're paying for. They're not just paying for your time. They're paying for their like their ability to meet with you in a consolidated amount of time and get all of your teachings delivered to them without them having to pick up all the books that you had to buy to learn this, without having to invest all the money, you know, collectively that you had to invest in order to learn these skills, without having to go through all of the trial and error that you went through in order to get this. What they are investing in isn't an hour of your time. They are investing for a piece of the profits that have come from all of your investments. However many hours you have spent learning this, how many like trial runs and client interactions and, you know, times of repetition have you done this so that you have experience to learn from and to lean on the amount of money you've spent on courses, the amount of time you have spent studying, the trial and error, the things that worked, the things that didn't work, all of those things that have gotten you to a point where you can be someone to direct a team of people on creating and developing and building a new department, that, my friend, is what you are charging for. You are not charging for the hour. One of the ways I had to learn this, and I have to tell you, I learned this the hard way. I have my same embarrassing story. I've already said it a couple of times on the show. I don't feel like I need to repeat myself here. But one of the ways that I have managed this is if I were to deliver XYZ service, and I later find out that this group of women or this client in front of me has gone on to achieve XYZ great thing, like XYZ visibility, XYZ money, XYZ life opportunity, XYZ, like you fill it in. Am I going to be okay with it? Because it is an awful feeling. And I remember this, like this is not the story I was referencing, but I, and I think I've shared this on the podcast too. So my apologies, but like, I remember like one of my very, very first clients in the online space at the time I, you know, I, I, I can't remember 
remember what I was charging, but it's not what I was charging now. Um, she did a singular one and done consultation with me. And she wanted to go into her business and ask her boss for a raise. She felt like she had been there for a while, um, knew that she had made the company a lot of money. In addition, she knew that her, pro you know, sort of policies and procedures and things that she had created, her SOPs, had like also like made the company a lot of money and saved the company a lot of money. So we worked out the script that she was going to say for being visible, for being seen and justifying the raise. When she went in to deliver that she came back $20,000 richer. She got back pay because her employer was so embarrassed that he hadn't thought about it himself. She got a bonus for the inconvenience of waiting and her salary was dramatically increased because she learned from me how to have that hard conversation. And at the time, I had just been a therapist making, <laughs> you know, like such little money per hour compared to what I had been started charging online that like I, you know, when I first charged her, I remember thinking like, wow, this is so much more than I used to make per hour. This is awesome. Until I realized <laughs> the ROI on that really sucked on my end. She got a really great deal. And I decided in that moment, like, I'm not going to do that again. I am not going to be the person who simply charges for the minutes when she now has made that increase time and time again, probably has increased it since because her base salary increased. So now every time she gets a raise, she gets even more money than she would have had she not gotten the raise. So when somebody approaches me and they come from that place of not having confidence and not being able to advocate for myself, I remember this example that they are going to accomplish great things on my dime. And what do I need to get paid in order for that to be worth it? And what do I think that transformation is going to be worth? Because transformation in ROI doesn't always come down to dollars. Sometimes, and I think that this is a little bit about what you're struggling with, is like you're like, I'm helping women make a build a department. So maybe you don't see a clear profit margin for them. Or Maybe you don't see how they're going to make their money back, but you're basically empowering a team of leaders to be able to think independently, act independently, make decisions independently. So you are saving their supervisors tons of training time, tons of like one-on-one -on -one hand holding time and freeing them up to stay in their zone of genius. That is valuable. What women who, what women can accomplish when they're feeling confident, when they feel that they can make decisions without looking back and without questioning themselves is important. So what you want to be doing is a way of like thinking about charging your worth and what does that mean for yourself? Like you've got to add up all of the hours you have spent learning this, all of the money you have spent investing this, all of the client hours you have put in getting trial and error, getting that life experience, setting yourself up for success and all the, the sort of um, organization time it's taken to learn how to condense all of those years of information into a solid presentation for that snack size learnable skill set that you're teaching them. That's why you can't charge for the hour because you were giving them offering so much more than the hour. And some people are not going to see that. That's okay 
because they really aren't your people. If a company doesn't understand that, doesn't have that forethought, you are able through your sales presentation to include that, to say as a result of my training and consultation, you will be able to see XYZ you know, demonstrated by your employees. You can anticipate an ROI that looks a little bit like ABC and you can run that through. And if they don't value it, totally okay, not your people. I encounter this all the time in the mindset space where I will hear like, oh, I just hired such and such a business coach and I'm paying like X thousands of dollars. You know, like I'm not sure that I can really pay and afford to work with you for a month. Oh my gosh, that seems so expensive. And the reality is, is because mindset doesn't have that immediate attachment to revenue. They kind of initially think that they're like pissing the money away. And some people who have that conversation with me and don't see the value, like I let them go, like it's fine. Like I don't need to convince you. I'm not here to convince you. Like go on with your merry way, but you're still going to be playing small and you're still going to be doubting yourself and you're still not going to be taking action. But typically on those better days when I'm not kind of rolling my eyes and can't be bothered, I have the conversation of what do you think your inaction is costing you? How much money do you think you're leaving on the table each time you talk yourself out? Out of an idea. How much money do you think you're leaving on the table every time you have a sales opportunity, but you're too hesitant to follow up because you don't want to be salesy, slimy, slimy? What are you doing and how is your business being affected because you're not like in charge right now and you're not leading from a place of confidence. Instead, you're leading and fear is in charge and fear is making these decisions. How do you think your ROI is of ABC? And I paint the picture for them because so often that inner critic, because it's invisible, doesn't seem worthwhile to pay to get removed. Those limiting beliefs, because like everybody doubts themselves and everybody has a moment of a wobble, doesn't feel pertinent. So what it's my job as like the business owners to kind of say, hey, this is how this behavior is costing you and this is how I can help. You want to think about it in that big picture lens. The value of what you're offering, that you are not just giving people a quick hit of confidence and moseying about. You are investing in teaching them a skill set that allows them to work with each other and then teach other people in return. That is incredible. So when you're wrestling with your price and you're thinking about it, that is the lens I would encourage you to think about. And I have to tell you, like a lot of people will tell you this is money mindset and you just have to believe it and you have to see your worth and blah, 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 blah. It is really my belief and it is my personal experience that some of those doubts and some of those jitters do not go away until you name your price and you see that somebody will buy it. The first time somebody bought my Voxer plan, like, and was like, I want to be on six month retainer for you. And it was like, bam, and it was easy. And I didn't even have to sell it. I was like, wow, this is really valuable. If one person gets it, they're not unicorns. There's probably another person who gets it. There's someone else who would like me on retainer for six months. I can do this. This is viable. So some of this, you are not going to believe 
breathe until you sort of want it more than you're afraid of it. Name your price and get somebody to say yes. And evaluate your sales process on how you manage the no's and how you handle objections and how you, you know, take care of all those things. But ultimately, what you want to pay attention to is, you know, how you're showing up for yourself. And then the other piece connected to this, um, and you're, you're a coach too, so you know a little bit about what I'm talking about here, is the number of times I have gotten myself out of my own way simply by asking myself, what would I tell my client to do in this situation? And you just kind of call BS on yourself and say like, okay, if my client told me that they had this opportunity to put in a proposal and to ask for XYZ money, would I be okay if they just did this? Would I take objection if they just charged this, this, that, and the other thing? The last thing I'm going to suggest is just a little bit of like an encouragement here. I would write a note to that woman who taught you this lesson. Um, we hear a lot online and in the news feeds about women building each other up, but we don't really recognize it when it happens. And what she did for you was exceptional. And it doesn't sound like she's the owner of the company. You just said she was the one in charge of hiring you, which made me think she's actually not the boss. So she could have just been good employee of the week and said, hey, like I got this great candidate, but like, shoot, she didn't know how to charge herself. So we're going to be $1,000 under under budget. She could have like um, pat herself on the back and done herself a solid. Instead, she did you a solid. Um, I'm a really big fan of when we learn our lessons, that we put like a touchstone on it and we put a stamp on it and make it like sort of physical, visible, measurable, observable that we can see that it happened. A really good way to do this in the situation would be to either write this woman a note, send her something nice in the mail, but just to give her a moment of recognition for following word in action because that was, she didn't have to do that. I know you know that, but like look at what she set off for you as doing that. Not only did you get more money for this contract, you're going to earn more money for future contracts. And she like, she, that's her ROI for that is going to be your gratitude. So she knows she did a good thing and she did you a solid. So I would just encourage you if you haven't already to kind of put energy in the world towards the direction of the way you want people to be. I just think it brings more energy like that back into our orbit and back into our environment. The last thing I, I did, I said the last thing was the last thing, didn't I? I'm sorry. I have one more thing. The other thing I want to say is that if you are having this discussion with yourself regarding pricing, it is my observation and it is my experience that you are having this conversation with other areas of your life and how you're showing up for your business, how you're marketing, how you're advertising, how you're doing lead generation, how you're doing follow-up generation. So now that you've learned this skill set, and you didn't die from it, <laughs> I would do a little bit of an evaluation for yourself on what else you might have to learn and where else might you be playing small and what where else might you have to show up for yourself. I think it would be a really good exercise in accountability. If you need my help or you want my two cents on your situation, um, I'm happy to offer you a consultation, but I, I think that I gave you like a really good solid consultation just here on the show 
anybody who would like my two cents or finds themselves in this kind of debate, if you would like to work with me, you are welcome to email me over at heather at heathergrayconsulting.com. I'll also put a scheduling link in um, the show notes for how you can just um, schedule yourself directly for a quick one and done consultation session. And um, we can get going right away and you can be feeling better quite soon. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, dear listener, for your question. I really enjoyed answering it. And I will be talking to you all next time. Bye for now.